This is 680 CJOB. Another episode of The Main Ingredient is here. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Kevin Bergen. Took the show on the road again this weekend with my friend and co-host Krista Hall, and we ended up at Lux Barbecue Company on Keniston Boulevard. We talked to Phil and Evan about how they met and how this business got started. Okay, before we start talking about the business, let's talk about... Uh, my voice is toast. Oh, it's starting to go. It is starting to go. It's sexy. It is. Um, <laughs> you're scaring me. <laughs> Uh, how you guys know each other? Oh my gosh. Uh, Evan was friends with a friend of mine. Yeah. Who played, we, we started playing sponge hockey together. Yeah. Sponge hockey. So, story, story for Winnipeg. We played, yeah, winter sponge hockey. Probably 15 years yeah, ago? Yeah, probably 15 years ago. So how did that lead into business? How did we get um, into business? And is this the first business you guys went into together? First business we went into together, but Evan did work with me for me at another store. So maybe you want to tell us. Yeah, so uh, we were we were playing hockey. Um, me and a friend of mine were working at a, uh, essentially a promotional business, um, screen printing and, you know, just kind of general, general labor work. And uh, we played hockey with Phil. Phil ended up hiring my friend and uh, he ended up working in the warehouse. And then probably about two years later, um, he moved into a sales role. Phil ended up offering me a job in the warehouse. So that was 2009. 2009, I started in the warehouse. And then probably 2011, I started sales. And then 2016, we opened this store. Okay, so... It's an well, awesome story. It is an awesome story. Warehouse to management, <laughs> warehouse to sales to management to partner. How did, this, how did the idea for this come about? As far as barbecue, I'm going to open a store. Why a barbecue store? Yeah, so one thing I've learned about myself is I can't sit still. And uh, so we were in the furniture industry, we still are, and uh, selling a lot of patio furniture. And one day I decided to get into barbecues. We sell mid to high-end furniture, so I was like, yeah, let's go find the best barbecue on the market. Mm -hmm. So I went out and found a line of barbecues that we loved, and they were selling for about, at the time, six six to $8,000 each. Yikes. So we started selling a couple of those. And... uh, and then some, then our customers were complaining a little bit, sort of saying like, hey, you know, not everyone buys $6,000 barbecues. I was like, really? Shocker. You know? <laughs> and, uh, it's weird. So uh, we started selling Napoleon grills, and uh, we end up being the number one Napoleon dealer in Manitoba. Okay, but this isn't Lux Barbecue at this no, point. No, this is Wicker World. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, which is now Lux Furniture Company. Um, so, yeah, we, we started getting into it. And then like Evan came along, he was selling, and Evan's, and then we get into the big green egg, we're into smoking, and all of a sudden, you know, look at me, I love food, shocker. And Evan likes barbecuing, and we're just like, hey, there's no like specialty barbecue stores. There's stores that, there's fireplace stores that sell barbecues, there's furniture stores that sell barbecues, there's appliance stores that sell barbecues, there's no barbecue stores. I know now that I think about it, where did everybody buy a barbecue before you guys came Everywhere but a barbecue store. Right, yeah. So we were like, hey, and, and how did it happen? We were like, we should open a barbecue store. Yeah, that's and then, essentially like, how it happened. And like I mean, a couple weeks later, I was like, hey, I found a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I found this tiny little spot yeah. in <laughs> so, And this was brand new. This was getting there. developed. I, I walked in here when this place was a, uh, a, a plastics manufacturing warehouse with leaky roof. Uh, so yeah, that's basically how it started. How'd you come up with the name Lux Barbecue? 
Uh, my daughter's name is Luxton. Um, so we branded the store Lux. Yeah, so we uh, branded it Lux. Um, you know, a lot of people identify it with luxury. Um, obviously, I identify it with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wanted to call the store Barbecue Company. We did not get approval. Too, too generic, they said. <laughs> barbecue Company was a no-go. Winnipeg Barbecue Company was a no-go. So, Manitoba Barbecue Company was a no-go. Who said it was too generic? Uh, when we went to register the name with oh, the city. Oh, really? Okay. They said, well, you can't be the barbecue company. But why not? Yeah, because it's too generic. Which is unfortunate because there's, there's Winnipeg Cycle. Winnipeg Cycle. Uh, there's Ontario Gas Barbecue. There's Barbecue Quebec. So, but anyways, it's too bad because you know, if someone searches, that's got to be a huge search. But you know, barbecue company for sure would be huge. So you know, our whole plan the entire time was to never really say Lux. We were just going to answer the phone, barbecue company, and be barbecuey. But now everyone says we're going to Lux. Yeah. Right. So. And, and now we've rebranded our furniture, sort of Lux Furniture Company. Um, and uh, so now we have to identify that. And we knew that was going to be a bit of a challenge, but we wanted to build the brand. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're known for our service in this city and our, our commitment to this city and our commitment to the charities in this city. And we wanted to build that brand. And, and now you're going to be opening another store. Yes. 33 Stapleton. Fingers crossed. Pounding the pavement for June 1st. Wow. Stapleton's in what area of the city? Elmwood, Transcona. Okay. Right so at the... Like, opposite yeah, end. Yeah. yeah, opposite end of the uh, world from this. And uh, yeah, so... You're trying to sell barbecues to all of Winnipeg by covering all... Yeah, yeah, not just on the south end, so... So let's say that one, you open it and it succeeds. Would there be a third or a fourth? I don't think this city would handle it, um, my opinion. But uh, we have talked about other cities. I'm not going to say where. <laughs> I know, we're both like... We're both like and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so when you first opened, you, you know, you open a barbecue company, you're thinking, hey, how are we going to do? We're going to sell a few so this, barbecues. So the funny story. How did it go? Uh, Evan will tell you what I said, because I had a great plan and I had a business plan. And I've realized since I've opened three businesses now, businesses, business plans are meant to be broken. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, Maybe quick, they're broken quickly. from the start. We... We sat down, we figured out, you know, this is how many barbecues we're selling at the furniture store. And we're the biggest in Winnipeg. Biggest Napoleon dealer, biggest Big Green Egg dealer, biggest Weber dealer at the time. Um, and yeah, we, we had an, a number in mind that we thought we were gonna do. So we went and we, uh, we spoke with my brother and he was looking for a new job at the time. We have, we're having dinner, State we and had, Maine. We had dinner at State and Maine on, on Naren. Which I find interesting. It's a state in Maine. But. And we, we said to him, we're, so, we're like, okay, this is, this is the job. You know, warehouse delivery slash job. And, and you're going to assemble three barbecues in the morning. And you're going to deliver three barbecues in the afternoon. So, you know, five, those, those are your guesstimate Five numbers. days a week, we're yeah. going to sell, you know, 15 barbecues. We're going to deliver them that week. Those were our, those were our estimated numbers that we were going to do. We opened a half day on, it was a Friday, and we had paper over the windows, and I started peeling the paper off the windows, and I just saw these, this lineup of cars. Hey, so like, this oh, is supposed to be a soft opening. This is a soft Open for a half day, opening. peel yeah. these papers off, whoever me and me yeah, open is signs aren't even on. CGOB radio ads were starting the next day. Yeah. And so the next day is a Saturday, 
and we sold 50 barbecues. Five zero. Five zero. <laughs> so we quickly realized that our plan for delivering three barbecues a day was not gonna work. Uh, so we, we hired, hired, some more, hired some more warehouse staff, hired some students, luckily, because it was summer, and, uh, and we just started rolling. And you know, the first few weeks, it was, it was like people were coming in, and, and you know, we had a truck with a, a poster on, on, right on Keniston, and people were waiting for us to open. And um, so it was, it was very nice to see the, the support for a local business. You know, the, they waited months. They could have, they could have bought a barbecue anywhere else, but they waited months to come support local. And, and uh, you know, a lot of them still come back, you know, weekly, if not some of them on a on a monthly basis and, and chat and just kind of hang out. So it's yeah. nice to see. One thing I know about Manitobans is we love to barbecue and nothing, not even weather, is going to stop us from doing so. Phil Squarey and Evan Fogg, owners of Lux Barbecue, is who I'm talking to today along with my co-host Krista Hall. And we're going to talk about all the things Lux offers after we take a quick break. Be right back. There's something about cooking over an open flame that makes food taste a little better and being outside, it rocks, especially with a beer in your hand. Went to Lux Barbecue Company last week with Krista Hall and talked with Phil and Andrew about barbecues and everything else they offer. You guys have a lot of things to come back for besides barbecues, you know what I mean? Like all the accessories and stuff you have, all those things that you can't find anywhere else. For sure. Yeah. You know? We want to be a one-stop shop for people that want to grill or get accessories or get gifts and, you know, have the, the lifestyle and the culture of barbecuing, right? So outdoorsy. And comfortable backyards. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's the thing. It is, it is a lifestyle. Like it's, you know... Um, I had a gentleman in here today and, and he was telling me, he said, you know, I have a barbecue. I've had a barbecue for 15 years. I use it five times a week. I don't turn my oven on in the, the summertime. Like it's just not, it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I use, I use my big green egg or I use, he had a, he has a Traeger as well. So it's, uh, you know, it's nice to see that, that people, people really support us and they, they come in for all the accessories and they try new things and they take our recommendations on things. So what do the guys who sell barbecues barbecue on in their backyard the guys and girls <laughs> <laughs> the guys and people? girls we'll edit that part yeah. uh, i have a weber <laughs> uh, i have five barbecues i have a traeger a louisiana a big green egg a napoleon and a pizza oven wow i want to go to your house I've got a Kamado Joe, a Louisiana, a Delta Heat gas grill, a Weber charcoal grill, and I have a cold smoker for my Louisiana grill as well. (laughs) One up you, buddy. Um, So what warrants when you're going to use a particular barbecue or when you have a a good bash, have you ever had all of them going? Uh, Pizza oven, uh, pizza oven, gas grill and wood pellet grill all going at once. If I have a choice, I'm going out to cook on my egg, which is the Kamado style cooker, ceramic. Um, but three days a week I'm on my Traeger because it's quick, my wood pellet grill. Hmm. My wife just pushes the button and walks in and then I get home and get all the glory. Nice, nice. Yeah, same, uh, if, I have a, if I have a choice, it would be my Kamado Joe, which is the Kamado style cooker. Um, it does take, I always tell people, you know, it takes, 
you know, 15 minutes longer, you know, you got to start the charcoal and, and do all that. Um, but once it's going, it's easy. Yeah. So summertime, like we're open till eight. So if I'm out of here at eight and I'm going home and I'm cooking, I'll, I'll generally use my pellet grill. Um, just cause after I turn it on, I can go inside and do all my food prep and it's just, it's very convenient. Mm -hmm. So. And you're barbecuing year round? Oh, absolutely. Yes, absolutely. I got more time in the winter. I cook, I barbecue more. Yeah. Right, of course. Um, the classes, you guys have classes here. Let's talk about those. Yeah, classes are, uh, that's, that's something when we, when we opened the store, we, we talked about a little bit. We, we didn't, we didn't, we were so bombarded with, with, um, Day how busy we were with day to day stuff when we opened that it, it was tough. So we, first year we only ran a couple. Um, and generally they were, they were hosted by our, our big green egg reps or our Traeger reps or whatnot. Um, but it's something that as part of building the Lux brand, we wanted to start doing ourselves or, you know, start bringing in people to do it. So, uh, this summer we've got, uh, we have Weber flying in. They're going to do one, uh, actually two, uh, two days consecutively. Um, one at this store and one at our Stapleton location. And then we have Traeger flying out to do their shop classes. Um, two of those as well. At uh, Those will both be at the Stapleton location. And then we plan on doing a bunch as well, just running them ourselves. So more hands-on things. Um, we have a couple coming up right away that are, you know, they kind of max out at, at 25 people. We're going to do a big green egg class. So awesome. everybody comes down and they, you know, they all make their own, they make their own steak or uh, we're doing one that's a, uh, kind of surf and turf so they're going to do steak and shrimp and um so yeah it, it's just it's something that you know people seem to enjoy a lot of the classes we do you know we get people that come back or you know they they bring Over a friend and and uh so it's a lot of the same faces but uh it's know. nice to get equipment and actually learn how to use it properly like we're also sure. going to do yeah. that yeah and even the people that you know they're they're thinking about getting a big green egg but they're you know they're not quite sure so you know you show up to one of these classes and you know you pay whatever it is we have classes ranging from 65 to 150 and and you you know we'll have four eggs going so they get to try it yep and uh and then they they can determine from there whether it's something they want to do so. we're also doing a lot more business uh retreats like we have a couple investment groups a bank they're bringing them and all their like 35 staff and we're doing a class for them right so yeah, corporate so. outings so, yeah here. yeah yeah. And our new store on Stapleton is going to have a full operational classroom. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, something that I came in here and you guys brought up to me before, which I thought was a big surprise, was engraving. You guys engrave stuff. That's super popular. Yeah, we sell a lot of uh, Yeti coolers and drinkware. And uh, we decided to... Uh, Evan came to me one day, says, Hey, Phil, I want to buy this $30,000 engraver. <laughs> so that was... I laughed him out of the room. And then he came back to me and said, no, no, like, really? And I was like, you're out of your mind. But, you know, okay, like, we live and die by the sword together here. So we bought it and, oh my gosh, we're ordering another one. Are you serious? Yeah. So what kind of stuff do people engrave? Well, right now with the engraver that, uh, that we do, it's, you're limited to the size of the engraver. So we do a ton of, of Yeti product. We do a lot of corporate orders. So, you know, people Knives, come in and, and order three, four, 500 Yeti mugs and we engrave them. Um, we do knives, we do cutting boards. Uh, 
the new engraver will be a little bit bigger. So there's there's more opportunity to to kind of branch off of that. Uh, you know, we could if you have a baseball team, we can engrave all the bats. You know, it's just it's stuff like that. Like it's for me, it was it was something that that I had an interest in, and and I saw saw the value of it. We do a ton of coaches gifts. Um, so you know, if your kids play on a hockey team, we can engrave the the team logo and the coach's name on that's it. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, that's some pretty original gift there, right? Yeah. Um, you guys are big barbecuers. So, what are some of your barbecue tools, like rubs and spices, that are your favorites, oh or, or that are store favorites that sell tons? My wife wants to divorce me over <laughs> my sauce and rub drawer. It's too much. I got too much. Unfortunately, there's no now, such thing as too much. Yeah, and and we're and we've taken our favorites, and we're developing our own rub and sauce right now. So when that one comes out, that's what I'll be using. But uh, yeah, there's. Uh, there's you guys a, are developing your own rub. Yeah, and oh. sauce. So yeah, yeah. So we're probably gonna we're gonna do a couple different rubs, and then we'll just we'll kind of have one one sauce to start and and branch out from there. It'll be an all-purpose sauce, and and then we'll probably do an all-purpose rub and and a and a steak rub. So we've taken all of our favorite stuff and taken some time, three years, to come up with this thing. So we're pretty excited about it. Yeah, but you were doing business too, right? So while you guys were busy getting smoked, pardon the pun, in the first ah, year, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's kind of hard to implement the plans that you had in your head when you're actually just running a, a business that's totally. going crazy. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been quite the ride and uh, it's, it's exciting and we get to try all this new stuff. So it's, uh, it's quite interesting. The other thing too that we offer here is we have a lot of customers that come in and they don't know what food tastes like on some of these grills. Mm -hmm. We had a, I'll never forget, we had a wedding party. The girl yeah. wanted to do her bachelorette party? Or was it a bachelor? Uh, they, were, they were just, they were hosting, it was, uh, they were just doing a dinner for their wedding party. So they wanted to do a prime rib. Yeah. Very expensive, high-end cut of meat. And they wanted, they were thinking of buying a, uh, a, a Kamado-style charcoal cooker. And so we allow people to demo and demo any of our grills. So if you guys want to come here and bring food and cook, you bring it, drop it oh, off. I got 20 friends. Where are we going to have the party? Exactly. I got an idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to tell them we want to try it out, but really we're going to have a party yeah, out there. Yeah, we're going to cook bring it for you. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, they, they showed up in the morning. They dropped the prime rib off. We started yeah. the grill with them. And came back eight hours they later. came back eight hours later really? and picked it up, took it home, ate it, and then sent us some pictures, came in a couple days later and bought the grill. So. Dude, that's awesome. That's pretty cool. Like, where can you have that, right? Absolutely. Okay, did you hear what he just said? You can bring food to Lux Barbecue Company to grill and test drive, if you will, a barbecue so you know it's the one you need. That's killer, man. Along with their excellent selection of barbecues, best in the city, no one can touch them, they pride themselves on excellent customer service. And if you've been there, you know that already. And if you haven't, you really should go. That's Lux Barbecue Company on Keniston Boulevard. Up next, we're going to go down the street from Lux and visit Tom Bima at the Wine House and talk about the Winnipeg Wine Tasting Challenge coming up this Tuesday, May 7th at the Wine House. Tom will tell you all about it after the news, weather, and sports. The Manitoba Wine Tasting Challenge held at the Wine House on Keniston for the last five years. If you like fun and you like wine, then this event is the thing for you. I stopped by the Wine House last week with Krista, of course, and we talked with Director of Operations Tom Bima about this great event. Tom, how's it going? Good, thank you. How are you? Very good. Thank you for being on the main ingredient. My pleasure. <laughs> okay, we're going to jump right in. We're going to let's talk about the Manitoba Wine Tasting Challenge. Mm -hmm. What exactly is it? It is a blind wine tasting competition that is open to any resident of Manitoba that's over the age of 18 years old. Okay, so what does that mean? Let's explain it. It means I want to find out who is the best at tasting wine. 
there's a lot of people out there that are sommeliers and a lot of people that love wine and uh, there's you know it's it's an old trick to be able to taste a wine without knowing what it is and guess what it is and well let's find out who can do it okay so whose brainchild was it why was it created uh, I thought of it in about 2012 Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that there was uh, lots of private wine stores in town. There's actually uh, there's six private wine stores. There's two food and wine stores. Uh, and there's lots of education, knowledge about wine, but uh, no one's having a ton of fun with it. And I thought it would be fun to try and do a competition. I did a little bit of research, found out that there was a, uh, a person that put on a competition up until about 1999, uh, but that person has since passed and with his passing the competition as well passed so no one did anything for 10-12 years wow. uh, and I thought the time was right. Do you think there is a lack of fun in wine tasting? It's kind of people are a little intimidated right? I, I think there's a lot of intimidation. For sure. So uh, I, I don't think there's a lack of fun it depends on who you hang out with. Mm-hmm. So uh, but but it's definitely intimidating to uh, to do something like this. Like, a lot of people don't enter this contest because they think they will do bad. And the truth is, they're right. They will do bad. Because, <laughs> that's encouraging. Well, everyone does bad. That's, that's the thing. No one's going to get 100% on this test, ever. Right, so we're talking even experienced wine. The, yep, the test. most experienced uh, will still not get a great score. Comparative to, comparatively to everyone else, they'll get a fine score, but no one's going to ace this test. Right. So, and it goes over a number of days. It's not just yeah. one event. So, how, yeah, does so it, how does that work? So, I've broken it into two events. One of them takes place over two weeks of time. So, that's the pre- preliminary tastings. I should just say initial tastings. Preliminary tastings. I, I like preliminary. I, uh, me too, but I drink for a living. So. <laughs> Uh, so during the preliminary tastings, which runs uh, this week, this uh, sorry, this year, from the 7th, which is a uh, Tuesday, right. to that Saturday, and then we're going to take the Sunday off, and then from that next Monday to the next Saturday, we're running it there. Basically, the wine is here, and you just drop into the store, and you taste five wines, and you try and guess your best guess what they are, your, what the grape varietal is, the country it's from, the uh, region of that country, and the vintage. So you get the five wines, a total possible of 50 points, and, and that's it. it. You know, you walk in, we set you up, you taste your wines, you try it, and then you walk out. And you kind of register here, you yeah, don't have to you, register you, you in just, advance. You, you get a number associated with your name, and so that when I test the, when I mark the tests, when I mark the scores, I don't even know who's who. Oh, that's nice, that's and, good. Yeah, until afterwards. And basically, unless you're in the, the top and you're invited back to the second part, then I don't really keep track of who is. So there's nothing to be embarrassed about because no one's going to know that you even took the test. Right. So I'm at Costco with my wife. Mm-hmm. She's inside for a little, long, a little bit longer than I wanted. I stroll over to the wine house. I figure I'm going to bang out, you know, five different wines yep. and it takes, score myself. It, it takes, uh, one guy did it in like three minutes. Some people take, the, you have 45 minutes to do it. Oh, really? maybe it's 40. Yeah. Uh, and some people take all 40 minutes because they're really, really trying hard. But some people just take a sip, write down a guess, and then that's it. Walk out in three or four minutes. Out. Have you ever done it yourself? I can't. I'm the only person that knows what the wines are. Oh, so you don't get to do it yourself. You never I, tested yourself to see how good you I are. I do test myself because occasionally there's little bits of bottle at the end and I'm not going to bring them back the next day. So I'll take the bottle 
like I'll bring home the bottles and I'll just like, I'll pick one out and I'll pour it for myself and I'll put it back and I won't know what it is. So I'll, I have a one in five chance yeah. and I'm usually wrong. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a pretty hard test. So is there a lineup sometimes? There was once a small way because a group of 10 people showed up last right. year, all buddies that just showed up and wanted to do it. So I was able to do eight of them at the same time, but two had to wait. Okay, so super fast. So for all the well, say the initial stuff that comes up, yeah, um, people taste, you score, and then you have a live finale at the end. Right. So the initial tasting, you get a score, and that one in my head is the big competition. Right. Like that's the one that is serious. Everyone's getting the same wines. Everyone should have basically the same, same everything. They're in the same room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're really finding out who has the best palate and who can associate flavors and, and think up of what they're tasting. So that's why they get their name on the trophy. Gotcha. And that's a formal thing. It's it's an event. Yeah, that's the the thing. But then the top 10 people who get the best scores, they come back, I invite them back for another head-to-head competition, which is just for fun. It's... Mm -hmm. Fun to you. It's it's fun for them. Does anybody well, it's, take it it's nerve-wracking fun for them, yeah. but it's fun. But I, I put some prizes on on the board, and and uh, they come they compete for prizes. Okay. And while they're competing, we have a nice little uh, cocktail party out in front of them, so they get people get to watch, uh, and people get, we have a little bit of a side show as well, like people can taste blind wine while they're watching the competition to try it out if they you know miss the preliminary tastings, yep. so they can see what it's all about. That event is also here at the store. That event has been here at the store uh, every year. Hopefully, I, it gets so big one day that I have to move it out to a different place. But so far, in the store, it is. It's going to be huge this year. I uh, hope so. Monstrous. Who was last year's winner? Uh, the best taster last year yep. was uh, Marjorie Voss. Who's Marjorie Voss? Marjorie Voss is just someone that happened in and tried the wines. She's not in the industry. She's not a sommelier. She's just... I love that. That's the best so part it can of it. Happen. Yeah, it can the the majority of the people that have won the uh, the final competition, the fun one, are not industry people. Mm-hmm. So they're just people that get either get lucky or they just kind of know what they're talking about and are able to I'm compete on choose, the day. Choose, 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 yep. choose. Kind of like those hockey pools yeah. where you have the guys trying to decide on who's got so and so. This team's got this. Blah blah blah. Yep. And then you have someone come in and go. I like their jerseys. Yeah, exactly. He's kind of cute. Yep. And so and so, and they end up winning. That kind of thing. Yep. I got it. What are the dates for the for the live finale? The live finale is May thirty first. It's going to run from uh, seven to midnight that night. Seven the to competition midnight. will start about eight o'clock. Yep. But the thing with the with the competition is, I never know how it's going to go because up until about two days before, I don't even know what wines they're going to try. Really? And yeah. Like you choose them, it's, it's different wines. I, I get a, I get a bunch of agencies to donate wine to that, yep. and so I get this really eclectic grouping of wines, and I put together a test from that. Oh, that's right. And so the test essentially it, it starts off. I try and start it off easy, but it's always easy for me because I know what the wines are. Right. But like I'll put two wines in front of them, like a really crisp Sauvignon Blanc and a really oaky Chardonnay, and I'll say, pick out which one's the Chardonnay. And so whoever gets it right moves on to the next round. Whoever gets it wrong is out. Last year, I think it only went two rounds. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a long, how many rounds has it gone before? I think the longest was seven rounds. And, wow. and by the seventh round, the two people that were left were just begging for it to stop because their <laughs> mouths were hurting so much. It's from, like a long shootout, right? Wine. Oh, it was, I felt bad for them. <laughs> Whatever. 
It's not a bad way to go. But, but uh, like I said, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to, it, it could be uh, two rounds. It could be one round. Or it could just go until we run out of wine. Who knows? It's not a bad thing either. Yeah, it's, it's a good time. It's fun. Um, how do people buy tickets to the live finale? Uh, you can just grab them here at the store. Uh, tickets are 30 bucks plus GST. Or you can buy them on Corner Vine, which is uh, uh, our little shopping thing that's on our website. Mm -hmm. Our website is www.thewinehousewinnipeg.com. And just Both. click the Corner Vine link. Corner Vine? Yeah. Is then, you, corner Vine's for buying. People can buy You can wine also buy wine here, yeah. So you can, you can purchase wine online and uh, purchase it for pickup. The finals. The Some, grand finale. The grand finale. Yeah. Ten people enter. Yeah. One winner. What does that winner win? Well, there's more than one winner for the, in the grand finale. I like, to, I like to try and make sure that all ten people get a prize. Right. So there is going to be ten prizes. Wow, but the prizes, great. and essentially, they're, uh, as, as people are eliminated, we get an order. So we're going to have a person that finishes very first, and they will get first pick of the prizes. Okay. The prize that I think will go first is a trip for two and VIP tour of Cave Spring Winery. That, hang on. Is that the grand prize? That is the prize if you get the first pick of the live finale final. So nice. if you win that head-to-head -head elimination competition, you and a friend are going to go to Cave Spring, get a VIP winery tour. You're going to stay at Jordan House, and you're going to get a really beautiful meal out there as well for at least one dinner. You'll get a little bit of spending money, and it'll be good times. Can't beat that deal. We're at the Wine House talking with Tom Bima about the Manitoba Wine Tasting Challenge, which will continue after a break. Chris and I ended up at the Wine House last week. Have you been to the Wine House on Keniston Boulevard? We talked to Tom Bima, Director of Operations at the Wine House, to learn more about it and him. Um, we're going to talk a little bit, bit about you and the Wine House. Okay. 1999 is when it opened, but it's June. something else in a different location. It was June 25th, 1999. We opened up as uh, Pemina Fine Wines. Yeah. And you've been here since the beginning. I've been here since that day. What, brought, what got you into wine? What were you doing before that? What led you here? Um... I was, uh, I was trying to make a career as an athlete and, uh, in, I was a runner. Yep. And so, uh, me and a couple of uh, training partners, we went down to, uh, Australia in 1999 during the winter because you can't run in the winter here very, very effectively. And that's kind of weird. Uh, so we were there for three months and when I got back, uh, my employer did not want to hire me back for some reason. We, I guess we had conflicting views on he just wanted you to things. run on out yeah pretty much so <laughs> so basically i got back from australia and i went unemployed for for quite a while but it was great because i did a lot of training i was in the best shape of my life mm -hmm. um but that's just when uh, tico cornejo the owner of the store was uh opening this place up and he was the women's coach at the university of manitoba and he knew my coach and we all kind of knew each other so tico was looking for someone who could lift boxes okay i can do that he's looking for somebody who wasn't afraid to drink I wasn't afraid to have a sample of this here and there. Yeah, I guess I'll open yeah. it. <laughs> University athlete. Uh, and he wanted something that could possibly string a sentence together. So uh, I had two out of three. <laughs> and I got hired basically as a box lugger, till, till person, whatever. Just, yeah. uh, he, he hired, it was a very young staff. And we were a very kind of small, family-oriented, grassroots place. And we just kind of all learned as we went along. How long did you think you were going to work here? I didn't have a plan, uh, so I, st I still don't think I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. Every, every day I'm waiting for my papers. But no, just, uh, I've just been in a 20-year rut. 
No, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so how long were they at the Pemina, as the Pemina? Pemina Fine Wines was, uh, was almost 10 years because we moved here in April of 09. So why the move and why the name change? Um, the move was because we just outgrew that store. Mm-hmm. It, it, was, uh, it was about 2,000 square feet, which included our storage, included our office space. Uh, we had walls that were made out of stacked up cardboard boxes. Uh, and just, there was just stuff everywhere. Um, and it just, we just got too big for it. Uh, we do a lot of restaurant business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were just bringing in lots of wine and we needed a bigger space. So this mall was uh, just kind of opening up at the time and uh, Tico made the move to get the bigger space. This place has and been here for 10 years. I can't believe it. It's kind of it's strange just, that this whole area, it seems like it was up maybe three years. It feels yeah, like no, this, this mall's been up, I think, uh, about 12 years now, or, or maybe 11. Wow. Uh, we were one of the first ones in, but... That's crazy, that yeah. time flies, right? Yeah. yeah, it is nuts. Especially since you said, hey, you know, I'm just going to work here. Yeah, yeah I'll just work I'll here, just work here while later. I'm running, and yeah. I, I stopped running. I'm still here. <laughs> I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. That's my problem. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. Leaves you open I'll, to everything, right? I'll figure it out. I'm getting a little bit too old to be an F1 driver, but... What are you going to do? So why the wine house? Why did we name it the wine Oh, we house? named it the... Well, the wine house uh, name, we had to change the name from Pemina Fine Wines because we were just moving off of Pemina. It just didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a number of uh, names that came up. We tried a little contest with staff. We tried a little contest with public. Uh, a lot of the public came up with some really interesting, poor, poor names. <laughs> just, <laughs> like what? Uh, just, oh, I can't remember some, but some were... Terrible. Just terrible. Uh, those, those must have been, like, the real drinkers. Submit my suggestion. Yeah. So, if I recall correctly, the wine house was actually, um, it may have been a tagline for a different... Uh, name that we had come up. I think we wanted to do Off the Vine or something like that, mm-hmm. and then the Wine House. Uh, but Off the Vine was already taken by another store, so we just kind of stuck with the tagline. We we also liked the, the generic quality of it. It's mm-hmm. I mean, it's very simple as to what we do. We sell wine. Wine House. It just kind of made sense to us. She kind of named her dog after this yeah. place. Oh. My dog is kind of named after the well, wine. What's your dog's name? Amy. So it's kind of oh. Amy Winehouse, right. but I, because I saw your, one of your trucks yeah. driving by as I was pulling out from the Humane Society. Yeah. And I, in my head, thought, oh, Winehouse, Amy Winehouse, and then she's Amy. It's, it's taken many years as the Winehouse for us to climb the Google search page when people type in Winehouse. Right. Because for the first little while, it was seven pages of Amy. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then there was some actual wine. So we're finally, we're there. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> yeah. Ten years later. Yeah, we have um, time to move the store and call it Bowie or something. Okay. <laughs> so, so are you doing uh, something special for the 20th? Uh, we're we're going to make a big deal out of it, uh, for sure, on a weekend in June. Um, but I'm not at liberty to tell you exactly what that is yet. It's top secret? Or we haven't decided yet. It's a... Uh... Both. <laughs> we should have cracked some wine, then got them real drunk, and then he would have told us. I've already had wine. <laughs> um, and gold. It's, it's a little bit of both. I actually don't know what I'm doing, and, and uh, it is a bit of a secret. Because <laughs> I do know, I knew some of the stuff. Right, you just got to piece it all together and yeah. work out the details. Yeah. You, you guys have other events coming up. 
Yes, we do. What do you got? Um, uh, events coming up. Well, we just had a tremendously successful connoisseur event. We had uh, a gentleman from the connoisseur winery to show off some of his wines. It was very, very well attended. People had a great time. <laughs> uh, on the 7th, in a couple days, we'll be uh, hosting um, Chris and Robin Pfeiffer from Pfeiffer Winery. Mm -hmm. uh, they've got four wines that they want to share with, um, with us. Uh, Chris is the winemaker. He talks with an Australian accent. He's really, really charming to listen to. It's, uh, it's going to be very good. That one's just uh, a free come-and-go event. So he's going to be here from 4.30 to 6, I think. You can ask him whatever. You just roll in. And yeah, we'll just roll in. We'll, uh, we'll use the kitchen and basically the back half of the store. And uh, if you want to try some of his wines and, and pull the ear of a winemaker and ask him some questions, then he'll be here. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it should be fun. I hear you're teaming up with someone else in the room. And a, a, nice, a nice restaurant. That's too. what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> I heard that. We're, we're teaming up what's, with Nicolino's. Yeah. 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 We're, and hey, you, it's me. Uh, offline dating. Offline dating. Yeah, so so, what, so what, what does that involve? We're going to have a wine tasting and pizza pairing event uh, for a singles night out. Yep. Yeah. Where um, single people can get together and we'll have some ice breaker type games and uh, just an opportunity for people to get off the dating sites, stop swiping left and right, and 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 actually make a personal connection. Can we talk to a human. I think yeah. is needed face to face. Bite, bite your tongue. To yeah, yeah. So it's going to be held on May 29th yep. at Nicolino's. Uh, tickets Nicolino's. for that will be on Eventbrite. So that's something to look forward to as well. Should be a good time. You guys are both going to be there. You're going to, you're going to be there. I'm going to talk about wine, and we'll we'll do a little bit of uh, fun with wine and pizza and pairing and what's good and what works and should should be a good time. Let's give people some information as to your website, your contact information, social media, all that good stuff. Right. Okay. Um, we are the Wine House, uh, as I mentioned before. We are at www.thewinehousewinnipeg.com. We're also on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that's at Winnipeg Winehouse, but uh, Winnipeg is WPG Winehouse. Uh, you can reach us by phone, 204-275-6660. Uh, and then if you want more information on the uh, blind wine tasting competition, that actually has its own website as well. I saw that. I saw that uh, today. That one, right. uh, Great videos you guys have for it. Yeah, I always I like to get a local person to, uh, to document it for us. Um, and underutilize their video for the next year, but it's. Uh, <laughs> but it's. It. I always wanted to, to have uh, to be able to show people just how much fun we're having at that thing, and those videos really worked out. Sure. Well yeah, they're each good. Time. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but the website for the competition is uh, www.mwtc.rocks. There is a domain that everybody uses all the time. Yeah. Dot oh. rocks. <laughs> it was, have done anything it was all that was left. <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to have? Dot org. Uh, but it's Manitoba Wine Tasting cha uh, Challenge, so MWTC. I didn't have to change the website after I changed the name of the competition, thank goodness. Because it oh, used yeah. to be the Manitoba Wine Tasting Championship, mm -hmm. which was too intimidating. Now it's just the Manitoba Wine Tasting Challenge. Oh. A little bit more friendly, because we're friendly. Right, and it is, yeah, wine is intimidating, right? It can be. I get it. But it doesn't have to be. The Manitoba Wine Tasting Challenge at the Wine House, located at 1600 Keniston Boulevard. It starts this Tuesday, May 7th. So, you walk in, you try some wine, you make a few guesses on what you think it is, and you walk out. 
It's that easy. The grand finale takes place March 31st, which you may be participating in, all just for fun. Thanks for tuning in this week, kids, and let's do it again next weekend here on The Main Ingredient on 680 CJOB. This is 680 CJOB.